Blog Talk Radio. on allhabs.net with your host, Chris G. Welcome to episode 151 of the Habs 360 podcast. I'm your host, Chris G1980. And well, we heard it from our intro music. The Montreal Canadiens are still perfect. A perfect 8-0 record to start the season. So this is Saturday, October 24, 2015. I'm Chris G at Chris G1980 on Twitter and We'll be with you for the next six as a, and we'll lead you up to the game tonight between the Montreal Canadiens and the Toronto Maple Leafs a 7 p.m. Eastern start at the Bell Centre and it is some kind of a weird sequence coming up for the Montreal Canadiens this is game one of six so the next six games starting tonight will be against Canadian teams so they're facing the Leafs, Canucks Oilers, Flames, Jets, and Senators. So that's quite interesting. A Canadian tour for the Montreal Canadiens. Some games at home, some games are on the road. Canadians, well, with an 8 no record, the first place across the board when it comes to the division, the wild card, the conference, the league, all that's what they are. They are first place in all of those categories. And according to sportsstats.com, have a 97.4% chance 
of making the playoffs, and naturally that is the highest from any team in the NHL. So off to an amazing start for the Montreal Canadiens. Habs 360 is the most informative and interactive podcast out there. So we'd like to get your opinions on anything related to the Montreal Canadiens. Our question of the day, are the Canadiens speaking too soon? So we know what that means. If they're peaking now, will they get will they get cold later? Will they come up later in the season and bite them on their butt, as they say, the Canadians' hot start? Any changes to the lineup or anything related to the Montreal Canadiens, you can do it by reaching us on Twitter at Habs360. You can give us a toll-free call at 1-877-455-4945. It's a toll-free call from anywhere in North America. And well, if you're listening to us via your browser and your computer on the blogtalkradio.com chat room, you scroll to the bottom of the page, you can leave your comments or you just log in using your Twitter account. And well, you'll be able to uh, to leave your comments. I will definitely read all of them before the end of today's episode. Last night, we started a contest with our partners at Zesto Resto Montreal. And as a result, Rick from DDO won a $30 gift card from Zesto Resto Montreal. And well, tonight for the Canadians against the Maple Leafs, it's a home game. So that will be a Habs contest with Anthony at HabsHappy and R2Canvas.com. More details will be coming up during our broadcast today. Joining me now, talk Montreal Canadiens. He is... Uh, the owner and editor-in-chief of the All Habs Network of Sites. Twitter handle is All Habs. Rick Stevens, how are you doing? But didn't you mean Rick from uh, Nuns Island won that gift certificate for... Uh, <laughs> did you make a mistake? <laughs> no, no, no mistakes. It's not... It, the, your gift card is not in the mail, Rick. Oh, okay, okay. Great to be here, Chris. And while the Canadians played three games since our last episode, they started off last Saturday when the Canadians faced the Detroit Red Wings. And well, they started off with a 4-1 victory over the Montreal Canadiens. Let's hear the coach. We played really well tonight. And um, again, the guys compete. They were well prepared. Um, they compete offensively and they compete defensively. Both sides of the puck. And that's crucial one of any type of success. We play with a lot of energy. Um, you look the ice time about uh, regarding our forwards, you know, it's it's almost the same. Uh, guys got different role with the special teams, uh, but uh, we're capable to put players out there and they play with a lot of energy and they play the right way. And Brendan Gallagher played the right way against the Detroit Red Wings. He got one goal and one assist in that game. On a Tuesday night, still at the Bell Center, the St. Louis Blues were in town. And while the St. Louis Blues were the hottest team, if not one of the hottest teams in the the, uh, the NHL, I should say, actually in the Western Conference, and while that was not a problem for the Montreal Canadiens, as they beat them by a score of 3 to nothing, let's hear from Carey Price, who made 38 saves for the shutouts. Well, obviously, I think we had a little bit of a slow first period, but I thought being able to come out with that lead, uh, 
in the first intermission we were able to regroup and I thought we responded well. Um, you know, that's a, that's a very talented hockey team. Um, they definitely challenged us tonight. And then last night in Buffalo, Canadians just destroyed the Buffalo Sabres by a score of 7-2. to two. I back up for Brendan Gallagher, so he's feeling better. Back out on the ice, doesn't miss a shift. Here's Markov with it. Comes in with a shot and scores! So we heard there Max Pacioretty, actually, who scored the goal. But in goal, it was Michael Condon who made 34 saves for his second career win in second career start in the NHL. So, Rick, I want you to listen to these milestones that the Canadians got through this week. While they became the second team in NHL history to win the first eight games, the last team was the Buffalo Sabres. It was about uh, 30 years ago. And while they're going to set a new record if the Canadians beat the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight, because nobody has won nine games start off the season, so Toronto can be part of history tonight. And while knowing the way they've been playing, there's a good chance that they will. And the Canadians, first time in team history that they've won the first five road games to uh, start off the season. And here's the coach, Michel Terrier. This is uh, prior to the game, I should say following the game against the St. Louis Blues, when he asked him to get his comments on the Canadians' win streak. That's the challenge. And, um, but... We see one game at a time, you know. That's it's like when I'm driving my car. I don't look in the mirror what's going what's going on in the back. I'm watching ahead. And well, Rick, eight and no, this team still performing. You don't want to be driving anywhere near uh, Michelle Terry in in, <laughs> yeah. uh, in Montreal. <laughs> that's that's the first lesson out of that. Um, this this uh, this start is is tremendous and and. Um, as you said, there's all kinds of milestones that that uh, the Canadians are, are achieving, uh, and they're getting um, accolades for that, and they deserve every single one of them. They're playing extremely well. Um, I think, you know, um, some of it is, is a bit over the top. Um, you know, you see tweets, uh, cancel the season, let's award the cup right now. Um, the, the 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 guarantees that people are making about June. Um, let's let's just be mindful that uh, one year ago, the Canadians at this point in the season were seven and one. Um, there's two points between two points of difference between this team and last year's team, and if you add two points to the last year's total. Um, at the end of the season, it wouldn't make a bit of difference. They'd still be uh, second in the NHL. So uh, j- just just to provide some perspective here that, that one loss changes things uh, quite a bit. Um, now, having said that, there's, there's, there's proof, there's, there's demonstrable improvements in, in, in the lineup and in, the, in, in their performance. Um, the fourth line is, is, probably the best line in hockey. Uh, the Canadians have, for the first time in a very long time, a true first line. Um, they're, um, they have 26 points combined as a line. That's uh, Pacioretty, Pocanic, and Gallagher. Um, and that leads the NHL. So they have a true first line. 
their shots on goal are uh, they're uh, averaging. They're near the top of the league. Their possession numbers are much improved over last year. Uh, they're uh, a much better uh, first period team. They have not yet given up a goal in the first period and they're just dominating. Um, they're not sitting back. They're dominating teams in the third period. So there's lots of reasons why the team's much improved over last year, but let's, yeah, let's just stop planning the parade at this point. Um, because, uh, you know, things can change rather quickly in the NHL. Uh, and I think the reason that fans get excited is, I think it's from the way that the Canadians play. Their their system seems to be different. The pressure I've been putting compared to uh, to last year. So even if you look at the first eight games, like you said, Canadians last year were 7-1 compared to the eight games from this season. It just seems the Canadians are more dominant uh, during those games than they were last year. And well, prior to the game against the Buffalo Sabres, Michel Terrier was asked whether the system has changed compared to last year. We can't make the the, the mistake about thinking that we change everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, we played different than we were three years ago, you know, and uh, we were able to make adjustment. But I'll say 90, 95% the same, almost the same thing. And, uh, and we're preaching the same thing. And then we add some players that uh, really help. There's a good chemistry with the lines, and we got some depth uh, defensively. Uh, maturity of players, too. Uh, about how we play. Maturity of player about understanding the game. It's all part of that process. So uh, uh, we want to play a fast game. We want to play as a unit of five. And believe me, last year we wanted to play a fast game and we wanted to play a, <laughs> a unit of five. So, Rick, do you agree with that statement? Because it sounds like uh, Michel Tang is saying that it's exactly the same and it's just the players who seem to have bought in better to it. No, I don't. Um, I, I mean... A coach is. I, I, I don't. I don't. Um, I understand why Michelle Terrian says that. He doesn't want to say that his his system, his style of coaching, his structure was completely wrong, and he needed to overhaul it over the summer. And and now things are working. So he's going to say he was the same. He's been the same. The system's been the same. It's just the players are are buying into it. I, I mean, that's just that's just who Terrian is. He. He doesn't necessarily take responsibility for uh, when, you know, for, for, for saying anything's wrong. Watching them, they are different. They're better prepared in the first period. They're playing a different style of hockey in the third period when they're ahead. Um, but, but most significantly is the, and I think many of the players have mentioned this, it's the activation of the defense the defense who there's, there's tighter gaps between the defense and forwards. Um, they're supporting uh, the, uh, their forwards. They're helping with the rush. They're, um, it's, it's helping when they're defending. Um, there's, that's, that's, they're playing differently. They're, they're far more aggressive. Um, they're that relentless puck pursuit that um, um, coach Hitchcock talked about um, 
the the puck pressure is much different this year than it was in the past. And, and, you know, that's, that can be uh personnel. Um, I, as I mentioned, uh, there's, there's certainly uh, a better players on the fourth line. Um, but, but it also has to do with, with the system as well. Now, when it comes to personnel, the changes that were up front were Alex Salmon and Zach Cassian. So Zach Cassian, he hasn't played a game the regular season yet. And Alex Salmon, well, it's a debatable what his contribution has been. So it's relatively the same players, more experience, and Galchenyuk playing on on uh, in center. And another impress, something that I find impressive as well for the Canadians, they've only trailed once in the entire season, and it was in a game against the Detroit Red Wings uh, last Saturday. Uh, like you mentioned, they haven't allowed the goal in the first period through the first eight games. And what does this do? This allows Michel Therrien to to run four lines, and well-deservingly, because the fourth line, they've been playing great, and we could talk about that uh, later in uh, today's episode in more uh, details. And also it allows them to manage, I would say, players like uh, Markov, who had over 24 minutes of ice time last year. He's a little bit under that right now so far this season with about uh, 23 minutes of play. Another stat that I found impressive for the Canadians so far this season is throughout all eight games, they've scored at least three goals in uh, in every single game. Did that ever happen in any eight-game span last year? I didn't check, but uh, I doubt it that the Canadians were able, uh, were able to do that. And well, Canadians... 8-0, I think we'll be mentioning that many times throughout today's episodes. And, well, the question that we are asking is, are the Canadians peaking too soon? Because going in an 8-0 streak to start off the season, I think it has its advantages and its disadvantages. The advantages are that, well, you're off to a great start, helps uh, build team chemistry, it uh, builds momentum for the rest of the season. But a lot of times what happens following a, uh, a hot streak, it's followed by a down streak, a slump. And then, well, that's when things start going bad, etc. And, well, I think it's possible that, let's say a month from now, here on uh, the podcast, we have our listeners, our followers on uh, social media who might be saying, Let's fire Terrier, let's trade Subhan, let's trade Price, because that's how the things go in uh, in Montreal. Uh, what about you, Rick? Do you think the Canadians, them peaking right now and playing this starting with an 8-0 start, can it work against them later on in the season? I'll just, uh, before I get to that, I'll just mention uh, with respect to uh, the improvements in personnel, um, we also want to make sure we don't forget Thomas Eichmann who um, has rounded out that, that um, third line as well. And when I mention personnel, it's not only the players coming in, but it's, I think Tarion making much better use of the talents of his players so that they can reach their potential and, and dropping um, DRNA from the first to the third line and, and 
uh, as you said, uh, uh, putting Galchenyuk in center and, and having a true first line. I think, I think he's making much better use of his talents. So um, that's, that's a big change in personnel, even though you don't um, change that many players. As far as peaking too early, I, you know, you take points where you can get them. Um, if, if you're going to run a streak at the beginning, you, you, you take those points. There's going to be lots of hard times. There's going to be lots of challenges. Um, you know, Canadians have been fortunate not to run into injuries uh, to a great extent. Um, and uh, last year and this year. And um, I, I just, I, I, I guess I don't buy the fact that there's going to be lots of, of time for, uh, you know, overcoming what, what is, what is presented to them. Uh, you get off to a strong start. Other teams, there's that intimidation factor. Other teams start fearing you. They start um, changing their game plan to, to uh, try to defeat you rather than playing their game. Um, you know, if you're goaltending strong as it has been, uh, the, the shooters get a little tighter. So there, with that confidence, the way the Canadians are playing, there's a, a bit of intimidation that works in their favor as well. And, and so, um, I, I, you know, you want to see them play like this in the playoffs. Absolutely. But I don't see anything wrong with uh, them being out of the gate really strong. So you can let us know what you think. You can do it via telephone at one eight seven seven four five five forty nine forty five. You can also let us know via Twitter at Habs three sixty. We're gonna take our first break. On the other side, we'll talk. We'll tell you who we think is our winner and loser of the week. You can get a head start and let us know on Twitter at Habs three sixty, and we'll tell you who's ours after the break. You're listening to the Habs three sixty podcast featured on allhabs.net. Don't live close to Montreal? Ever feel like you're the only Habs fan in town? Chances are good that there are plenty of fellow fans just around the corner. And HabsTweetUp.com will help you find them. If you're interested in hosting a hockey party in your city, visit HabsTweetUp.com for more details. You'll be connected to other Habs fans near you in no time. If you missed a recent episode of the Habs 360 podcast, Visit the podcast page on allhabs.net or search Habs360 on iTunes for our archives. Want to make sure you never miss another episode? Subscribe to Habs360 on iTunes and all new episodes will automatically download for you. Hi, I'm Chris G. The Habs360 podcast and Anthony from art2canvas.com are pleased to announce the return of the Habs contest this season. I will give you the opportunity to win a great prize courtesy of art2canvas.com. Listen to the Habs 360 podcast and follow Habs 360 and Habs Happy on Twitter as more details on the Habs contest will be announced soon. For high-quality canvas art at a reasonable price, visit art2canvas.com. Habs 360 is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, the team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundations, Autism Speaks, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, 
and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com. This is the Habs 360 podcast, featured on allhabs.net. Welcome back to Habs 360 as we talk about the Canadians' perfect start of the season. Eight and no record as uh, the Canadians get ready to face the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs tonight at the Bell Centre at 7 o'clock Eastern start. And now it's time for this week's winners and losers on Habs 360. All right, so this was a new segment that debuted uh, last week, and well, we got some positive feedback around it, so we're going to keep it going. And well, if you missed it, this is how it's going to work. Rick, he will give us some nominees for the winners and the losers. He'll tell us who he thinks they they are, and then we'll discuss it, and we'll get your comments as well via social media. And you can also reach us via telephone at one eight seven seven four five five forty nine forty five. So, Rick, let's get it started. All right. There's uh, there's lots of, of uh, nominees in the winner's column this week, uh, obviously with the, the eight-note start. Um, and these are, to be clear, these are um, winners and losers that are of interest to the Montreal Canadiens community, fans. So, first off, we have Carey Price, and, and why wouldn't he be there? Uh, he was named on Monday the NHL's first star of the week. Um, he's got six wins, um, goals against of w- one, um, and a nine, six, six save percentage two two shutouts. Uh, you know, he was tremendous in the game against St. Louis and kept the Canadians in when they really struggled for the first time St. Louis dominated in the first period and it was price that carried the team and he went and it went on to uh, shut out the blues. But I'm going to add Angela in as well. So it's going to be Carrie and Angela Price as the nominee. Um, first of all, um, they sent uh, $10,000 worth of goalie equipment to Williams Lake, uh, BC, um, near Carrie's hometown, and um, as a donation for minor hockey. Um, big boost to that uh, as well. And, and also the big news was they announced, uh, Carrie and Angela announced that they're going to be expecting a child in um, April, April 29th, I believe of 2016, which is exciting news for, for them and for Habs fans. Um, So that's a lot of good reasons for him to be a nominee. Um, We're going to throw in the Brampton beast as a a nominee. The Brampton beast are the Canadians brand new ECHL affiliate. And last night they had their, their home opener in Brampton uh, unfortunately, they lost in overtime 5-4, but uh, the Canadians have five prospects, four skaters and, uh, and a goalie um, on the Brampton team, and three of the four Canadians' prospects scored in the game. Josiah Didier, Travis Brown, and Angelo uh, Michelli. Each one of them got a goal, which I think is pretty impressive. 
Um, the Brampton Beast, we're going to be keeping an eye on them. We're going to have some tickets to give away as well this uh, this year, so um, we'll bring you more information on that. Max Pacioretty's on on the list. Um, he, I mean, do, he, does he look like he missed camp at all? Um, he's been tremendous. He's uh, we talked about that line leading the NHL in points. Um, he leads the team in in scoring uh, with six goals, three assists. Um, he's a plus um, eleven. In addition, I've noticed that he's initiating contact this year, which was has been a criticism in the past. He's tremendous. But our winner of the week is going to be Andre Markov. Um, mainly because of the criticism that he uh, was was leveled at him last season in the playoffs and over the off season, uh, people were wanting him to be dropped down to the second or third pairing. Uh, he was washed up. He was too slow. He was all kinds of things. Um, he's top three in scoring for team D man in the NHL right now with a goal. Amazing plus fourteen at this stage. He had a career night against Buffalo. Um, he's passed the 500-point mark, um, which is a, a, a pretty exclusive club. Um, the others on that list, Larry Robinson and Guy Lapointe. So um, pretty special player, pretty special night last night. And for that reason, Andre Markov is our winner of the week. Or my winner of the week. Go yeah, ahead. of course it's a special night. Why, you know, like, you uh, can tell me what I'm I never thought I'm going to be there, you know, I never thought I'm going to have those points, you know, and uh, it's, it's all about the team effort, you know, like thanks to my teammates who support me and uh, be next to me all, all those all those time, you know. He played a, a great hockey game, him and PK, you know, they controlled the game. And uh, they were solid defensively, really effective offensively, so... Uh, and that was uh, a hell of a performance by those two. Well, we heard from Andre Markov and Mitchell Terrier following last game, last night's game uh, against the Buffalo Sabres, and I think it was an excellent choice for Markov, five points last night. And Rick, I was one of those people that you referred to that I thought that, that he should be dropped down off the uh, the first line pairing, and I, I don't think. I thought that uh, the coach should use him less than he has in the past, and well, I still believe that, even with the uh, with the start of the season that he's had. Because, well, I think last year, as the season went on, when they headed to the playoffs, etc., I think that's where the the, fa- the fatigue or his performance went a little bit down. So that's why I'd rather him being managed more evenly uh, throughout. Uh, throughout the season into uh, into the playoffs. So you told us the winners. Who is your loser of the week? Losers, we uh, believe it or not, we have a few losers of uh, nominees of the week. Um, number one is Jeff Nelson. Who's Jeff Nelson? You say. Well, after the Canadians had the the win last night, seven uh, two win in Buffalo. The entire Canadians fan base, minus a few, turned over to watch the Toronto Blue Jays um, exit the uh, playoffs. They they missed out on their chance to go to the World Series, beat by the Kansas City Royals. Exciting game. Jeff Nelson was a home plate umpire, 
And with the Canadian, with the uh, Blue Jays threatening, they had runners on uh, second and third, nobody out. Uh, ben Revere was at the plate. Um, it was a 2-1 uh, count at the time, and home plate, um, play, home plate umpire Jeff Nelson called a strike that was clearly eight inches out of the strike zone, uh, completely changed the at-bat, completely changed the outcome of the inning, and uh, Blue Jays fans have uh, reason to be upset with uh, Mr. Nelson after that. Um, the second nominee... You kept me off. No, go ahead. Uh, I'm your back. Okay. Okay. Um, the second nominee is uh, 25 Stanley. T- 25 Stanley is a tabloid blog. They're known. They, by their own admission, they want to be the fast food of of the. Uh, they're kind of a TMZ kind of thing. Um, we talked about the announcement of uh, Carrie and Angela Price. Uh, 25 Stanley leaked that information, um, and Angela Price was none too happy. She was pretty angry about it, and she wrote about uh, it on her uh, blog. Uh, should also be mentioned that John Liu um, tweeted about the information ahead of the official announcement, um, but apparently that was just a misunderstanding, and he had some conversations with Angela, and they kind of patched things up. Uh, and he actually wrote a, an official um uh apology um so but but we're gonna we're gonna nominate 25 stanley for that uh steve ott uh if anybody saw the blues game i don't have to say anything steve ott was a menace he shouldn't be in the league he was running around chasing um it was so bad that that sergio mameso wanted to climb out of the press box and go down and fight him um and if that wasn't enough, what he did in the game, then he gave an interview afterwards where he kind of just trashed the Canadians and said they were a, a one-man team and it was uh, without Carey Price, the Canadians would be nowhere. So we're going to throw Steve Ott in there. Um, but our loser of the week, we're going to give to uh, our good friend Nathan Beaulieu. And um, that is because he has drastically underperformed this season. Um, he's had um, more poor games than he's had good games. Um, that's not to say that he hasn't, you know, um, looked good at times on shifts. He's moved the puck and he's been fine. But, um, you know, some wanted him on the first pairing with Subban, which looks kind of silly right now because uh, he's barely struggling to stay in the lineup uh, on the third pairing with Tom Gilbert. Uh, he's been nailed to the bench um, quite a few times uh, during the eight games, in particular last night. And it's 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 not. I mean, he's got the skills. It's just simply for his poor decision making, um, lackadaisical at times, um, not not really thinking, um, risky plays. Um, his his he, what's becoming a trademark for Beaulieu is is being at the point taking a point shot and firing it right into the shin pads of the, of a defender and setting up a a two on one against the Canadians. Um he's really he's he's had his his struggles and he just hasn't uh, lived up to all, to all the hype and potential. So for that we're going to unfortunately have to make Nathan Bolio um my loser of the week. And well there was quite some nominees in there. Uh 
I think they're. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's harsh. At least for the first three, I think they're all losers. Uh, <laughs> when it comes to to Steve Ott and that game against the St. Louis Blues, I totally agree with that sentiment that you shared as well with um, the one that you shared with uh, Sergio Mameso as well. When it comes to twenty five, Stanley. I think they, they could have done a better job and focused more on quality of information instead of being a a tabloid style. But on the other hand, that's what our society these days seems to be liking uh, more and more. When it comes to Nathan Bollier, I was uh, one of those people that wanted him at least in the, either in the first or uh, second defensive unit. And I wanted Alex Hamlin to be on the third or even out of the lineup and well, I gotta say that if I compare, if I'm comparing just Emlyn and Nathan Bollier, right now Alexi Emlyn, he's a lot better than uh, than Bollier. It's not even it's not even close. It's not even a competition between both these players. But on Bollier, he's still young. Uh, he's it's gonna be his first complete regular season with uh, the Montreal Canadiens. At least so far, he's been playing on a regular basis. It's the first time he's had the responsibility for the Habs. So I still think he's in relatively good position going um, going forward with the team. Other losers that we could have come up with uh, with the Canadians this week, it was, I don't know, it's, it's probably a repetition from, uh, from last week, but it's, it's Alex Salmon. And well, if I go to that entire line last night, I don't think they were the Canadians dominate the Buffalo Sabres, but I think that whole line is uh, didn't perform last night. The line of Eller, Galchenyuk, and Semin. Semin scored a goal against the St. Louis Blues, so he's up to a goal and two assists this season, but bad against the Buffalo Sabres. Can't say we're expecting much from him, but at least in my end. He's my loser of the week uh, once again. So you can let us know what you think via Twitter at Habs360, or you can give us a call toll-free at 1-877-455-4945. You can also let us know if you'd make any changes to the Canadians lineup. And, well, are the Canadians peaking too soon in the season? So we'll tackle that and more on the other side of the break. This is the Habs 360 podcast featured on allhabs.net. For the most trusted source of news, analysis, and features about the Montreal Canadiens, their affiliates, and their prospects, log in to allhabs.net, your year-round resource for anything Habs-related. That's allhabs.net. Vesto Resto Bar and Grill wants you to come and sample the food that you have been accustomed to. Pizzas? subs, barbecue chicken, ribs, burgers, pasta, hand-cut smoked meat, and so much more. Service has been and will continue to be personal and friendly. Staff and management are committed to providing you with quality and quantity. You'll be surrounded by numerous televisions, including a video wall for all Habs games and sporting events, and a full-service bar where you can unwind after work to meet old friends and make new ones. Zesto Resto Bar is located at 690 St. Catherine West and is open for breakfast seven days a week. For more information, visit the website at zestoresto.com or call 514-395-8555. 
If you're a business owner looking for the perfect platform to reach a targeted audience of customers, Rocket Sports Media is the solution. Our global hockey community provides unmatched social media reach to an attentive demographic of sports and entertainment fans. We can provide visibility to your company, helping you to engage and leverage this prime group of potential clientele. In addition, we also offer sponsorship opportunities for fan events and featured areas of website content, giving you name and logo recognition. Visit Rocketsportsmedia.com to contact us for further details and information regarding this unique marketing opportunity. This is the Habs 360 Podcast, featured on allhabs.net. All right, welcome back. I'm Chris G at Christian Canadi along with uh, Rick Stevens at uh, All Habs. As well, you know what they say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So last week, the Mr. Perfect song was playing throughout the entire episode. And, well, we saw what that brought. brought another perfect week for the Montreal Canadiens. So we're going to keep that going for this week as the Canadiens. The next game is tonight against the Toronto Maple Leafs at the Bell Centre, a 7 o'clock Eastern uh, start. So... We, let's go to Twitter. We did get some uh, responses. Our question was, do you think the Canadians peaked uh, too soon? And, well, Jason Curry from Smith Falls, Ontario, he writes, take the shit midseason, then pick it back up at the end. Lots of point to start isn't a bad thing, I don't think. So thank you very much for the tweet, uh, Jason. And you're correct. Points in October are as important as they are in March and uh, April. Tim, uh, Tim Michael Butler, he tweets, no long season filled with peak and valley. So thank you very much. And then Tony from uh, Montreal, he writes, comes a point when the motivation, oh, sorry, he thinks that, yes, the Canadians are peaking too soon comes a point when the motivation to outwork others team hits a low because the rage is gone. Must get it back in April. So thank you very much. And that's what uh, that's sort of the same impression that uh, that I have is that well, the ideal time to get hot is at the end of the season in March and April. At the second half of the season, like that, they'll be able to uh, to get into the playoffs in a. Uh, hot hot streak. So keep those tweets coming at Tabs360. You can call us toll-free at 1-877-455-4945. We also hear some yelling just before it happens and players communicating on the ice and from the bench. Heads up when a hit like that's coming. Here's Subban shot right over the middle. He scores! A power play goal by O'Reilly. Uh, another example of what face-offs help. Subban scores! Yeah, you know what? It's good chemistry with those three guys together. Uh, they gave us some quality ice time. That line was good. And I really appreciate it again. Uh, 
And well, there we heard uh, Tori Mitchell scoring a pair of goals this week, one against the Blues and once against the uh, his former team, the Buffalo Sabres. And he also went plus three for uh, the week, so he could have been a good candidate as well for uh, a uh, a winner of the week. And we also heard uh, Michel Therrien speaking about this fourth line uh, last night following the game against the uh, Buffalo Sabres. And Rick, well, both of us, at the, prior to the start of the regular season, we weren't fans of uh, Devontae Smith-Pelly and the way that uh, he played in the preseason and the, and the condition and the effort that he was playing in the preseason games. But I don't know if you agree with me, but I think he's stepped it up in the regular season and that entire fourth line, at least eight games in, is doing a great job. It's really, I agree with you, and it's really odd, not that I agree with you, but it's really odd <laughs> that Devontae Smith-Pelly has has flipped the switch because um, he was awful in, in like, he, he wasn't just not showing up, or he was awful um, in in the preseason, the exhibition games that he played. Um, I I really, you know, it, there was there was talk um, whether he would be waived or um, he really wasn't good. Um, then the whole thing with Cassian happened, and he flipped the switch. Um, He's skating much better. He's involved much more. Um, he's he's uh, moving to the front of the the net and and, and becoming a net presence. Um, all the things you want from him, and that you know, as as Michelle Terrian said, that that fourth line is um, he he relies on it. You notice that that uh, the two games this week, the this in the starting. The, lineup the the line that that took the face off was that fourth line each time now i know there's the the sentimental factor with with mitchell and flynn in in buffalo but they they also started um they opened against st louis so um Tarion likes them as as he said uh when you look at the even strength um ice time uh it's balanced out amongst the forwards um face offs um you know i i i think he's been been certainly the best player on the line. If there's a weak link on that line, it it might be Brian Flynn. He didn't have uh, a very good training camp either. Um, he's been a little a little bit more inconsistent. And um, boy, he got his his uh, bell rung last night by um, uh, Rasto Ristolainen. Um And there's you know um, concerns about whether he's going to have to set out a game, uh, but. That that fourth line has been a, a huge revelation and a big improvement um, over, you know, the the spare parts that were being used uh, at the beginning of, the, of of last season on the fourth line. And they've been averaging about twelve minutes of ice time per uh, per game. And the coach Michel Therrien has trusted them against the number one lines of the other teams. He's trusted them in all kinds of situation and with with reason because they've like you said, they've been playing well. There's not much we can we can we can uh, say negative about that fourth line of the Montreal Canadiens. So Brian Flint did miss some time during last night's game, but he did come back to uh, to finish the game. Canadians didn't practice today so we don't know uh, if there will be any lineup changes, is Flynn hurt, etc. So we 
we're, we're not sure that yet. And well, that is one of the questions that we asked you via social media here during the podcast. And an option you could do that is also via our, our toll-free number, one eight seven seven four five five forty nine forty five, is whether or not the Canadians should make any changes to the lineup. And let's assume that Brian Flynn is in good condition and ready to go. It's hard to make any changes. I wouldn't see what kind of change the Canadians should do right now. Yes, I did call Salmon a, uh, the loser of the week before. Uh, Rick, you spoke about Boyer being your loser of the week right now. But I'm part of the mentality is if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Change the goalie. Make Carey Price play tonight against the Leafs, even though I don't think uh, I think the Canadians would beat the Leafs even with uh, Mike Condon in goal. But right now, Rick, if you were the coach, would you make any changes to the lineup? No, I, th- I think, you know, there's been a lot of talk on social media about, boy, you, you can't have these guys, um, the scratches sit uh, for too long uh, because they're going to get rusty. And um, I, I, don't, I don't think that needs necessarily worry about who's out of the lineup. Um, he needs to worry about who's in the lineup. And if they're performing um, and if there's chemistry, um, and if there's confidence with with the crew he has, I wouldn't make a change. Um, injury, uh, you know, that's that's a completely different matter. Um, you're right. I did have Nathan Beaulieu on on my uh, loser of the week list, but but that's more of a you know a kick in the pants kind of thing. We had Salmon on our our uh, loser of the week list uh, last week. Uh, we gave him that kick in the pants, and he, he scored. Um, it was, you know, entirely because of the the loser of the week designation. I'm sure he scored on uh, on Tuesday night with uh, in the St. Louis game, and I'm sure that uh, putting Beaulieu on the list, he's going to improve. I'm I'm not ready to see him come out of the lineup yet. Not see, ready to see any of the forwards come out of the lineup yet. Um, I'd I'd leave the lineup exactly as it is and 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 keep winning. Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily make the change if, if there's a loss, but a loss is going to give Tarion the excuse to look at someone who might be underperforming a little bit. Um, but, you know, um, I, I think as we're, as we're getting these tweets in, there's Daniel Corbin who says, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Michelle did this last year and slowed the team down. I think there's something to be said if, you know, one of the cha- one of the changes uh, Michelle Terrian has has not admitted to this year is the consistency with his lineup and the chemistry that goes back to the start of training camp. Um, the lines have been pretty stable, and that's something he's never done before in Montreal. Um, and I think I think the players like it. I think the players are feeding off it and playing better because of it. But I, like I just said, I think as as soon as the Canadians lose their first game, because let's be honest, Canadians won't go 82 and 0. I think then that's off the table. I think we'll see a change uh, right away in uh, in the lines. And who do you think is on is on? The, let's say the Canadians go on and lose tonight against the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, assume no injuries. Which players do you see on on the bubble of potentially being the first ones out of the lineup? 
I think, you know, as I said before, Brian Flynn has, has, I, I mean, he's not played poorly, but, but he's had his moments where, where he's looked a little out of it. Uh, he didn't have a tr- good training camp. As I mentioned, he would probably be, be uh, my nominee if there was someone to be changed out and, and it would be easy to fit a Paul Byron in there. Um, I wouldn't want to start messing with the, the top three lines and, um, you know, start, start shoehorning somebody in there. Or if you make one change, then there's a domino effect and you have to make other changes. I really wouldn't want to do that. Um, on defense, it would be if there was going to be a change, um, you know, at the, at the start of the season, I would have said Tom Gilbert, but I can't fault his play um, in the first eight games very much. Um, he's, He's been what, exactly what the Canadians need him to be on that third pairing. I'd leave him, and and uh, it would unfortunately be Nathan Beaulieu if you're going to bring in a Tenorti or a Pattern uh, to fill that spot. On uh, Twitter, uh, Wayne from Belize writes, possible injuries to Eller and Flynn may make the decision for Michelle Terry. So thank you very much for the tweet, Wayne. And when it comes to Lars Eller, didn't see he didn't miss any action last night, haven't heard anything of a possible injury. So we'll keep following and following that. So follow Habs360 and all Habs on Twitter for more information if anything develops uh, out of that situation. Uh, Tony from Montreal would not make any changes to the lineup. Uh, Mo Bouchard. So there's quite the changes that Mo is proposing. So he's writing... Rest, Markov, Flynn, Tom Gilbert. It's the back-to-back. It's the Leafs. So that means Markov, Gilbert, and Flynn, so that he's probably seeing, I guess, the Nordy, Patterson, and uh, Brian Flynn coming into the lineup. I think it's too soon to uh, to start resting somebody like, uh, like Markov. If we're looking at games uh 70 or up on back-to-back situations i would agree but for markov he just got five points yesterday and he's the type of player who wants to play he did get rested for a couple of games over the last couple of seasons not because of injury just because they wanted to rest him and he wasn't happy about it so i think it's something the canadian should explore this early in the season and then alma from ottawa she writes no, why change what is working, right? So thank you very much for the tweet, Alma. So it pretty much seems across the board and not uh, anybody would make changes to uh, the Montreal Canadiens uh, lineup. True or false? Get the answers now on Habs 360. All right, it's time now for a true or false here on Habs 360. Well, last week we asked a couple of questions and, well, uh, just like the Montreal Canadiens, Rick was, was a perfect 2-0 last week. And I was like the Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, I was a loser not getting <laughs> any of them uh, correct. So last week we asked two questions, whether or not uh, Semin will play every single game until uh, today's episode, and he did. And we also asked whether or not uh, Patterson and Nordy will have played a game. And, well, we just spoke about it. They, uh, they haven't. So we have a couple of questions for for uh, today's true or false segment. First one is about Montreal Canadiens backup goaltender Michael Condon, 
who got his second career win, made 34 saves last night against the Buffalo Sabres. And Rick, you can start off with this one. Uh, it was a similar question that we asked for Dustin Tokarski earlier this season. So true or false, Michael Condon will start at least 19 games this season. We know he's already started two, so will he start at least another 17? I say that is false. Um, Michael Condon, you know, I, I, there's a bit of a euphoria about Michael Condon um, right now and how much better he is than Dustin Tokarski. But uh, keep in mind that Tokarski was um, was pretty good at the beginning of last season. He he had a game against the Capitals uh, right in October, his first start where he was named first star. He uh, made 29 of the 30 saves. Uh, I think we saw some some cracks in the armor last night with uh, Condon. He had a bit of a shaky outing that was kind of um, you know, overshadowed by the Canadians' win. Um, so I, I he'll be fine. Um, he'll be fine in his backup role. But um, unless unless there's an injury, he's he won't be starting, uh, making 19 starts. And I'll agree with you. I think he'll he won't reach that plateau of um, of 19 games. I think he'll be looking more something to what Tokarski had last year. Between he had Tukarski had 16 starts last year. I think that's about the number that uh, Condon should be expecting. And well, if he's having more success in Tukarski, then maybe a 17th or an 18th start. And the uh, the second question. Well, the Canadians right now, if you look at the top five, the, the leaders, I should say, for the plus-minus, all the top five are Montreal Canadiens players. In order, Markov, Subban, Pacioretty, Plekanec, and Gallagher. So they lead the league when it comes to uh, that stat. So the statement is at least one Habs player will finish in the top ten in the plus-minus at the end of the regular season. So I'll go first, and I think it will be false. I don't think there will be any Montreal Canadiens player in the top 10, but I do think that we might see somebody in uh, in the top 20, top 25 of the league. What about you, Rick? That's a tough question. Um, and and just just because you said false, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose against you in this one. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, it's it's they're off to a great start. Plus fourteen uh, for Markov. That's amazing. And and as you said, the 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 top um, five spots. Uh, what's really impressive for me is that the Canadians' goal differentials is uh, way. It's plus twenty one. It's way ahead of of all the other teams. And of course, that's going to play into your plus minus. So um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say that one one of those guys. Um, and notice that they're all leaders on the team. Um, one of those guys is going to be in the top 10 at the end of the season for plus minus. So, well, you'll remember this at the end of the season when you're, when you're on, in that, uh, on that choice. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> so the Canadians playing three games, checked, make, make up four games until our next episode, and all four against Canadian teams. It starts off tonight at 7 o'clock Eastern start against the Maple Leafs. At the Bell Center, a game that could be seen coast to coast on the CBC and the TVA Sports. 
Then the next three games can all be seen on RDS in French for viewers Belleville East. On Tuesday night at 10 o'clock, Eastern start Canadians in uh, Vancouver to face the uh, Vancouver Canucks. That game can be seen on uh, City TV Montreal and on Sportsnet if you're in the uh, Vancouver area. Then Thursday and Friday, both games are 9 p.m. Eastern starts on Thursday against the Oilers and on uh, Friday against the Flames. The game against the Oilers, so we'll get to see Connor McDavid for the first time, can be seen coast to coast on uh, Sportsnet 360. And Friday night's game can be seen on City TV in Montreal and on Sportsnet if you are in the uh, Calgary area. So, Rick, right there, there's a couple of back-to-back games. We should probably expect uh, Mike Codden to start at least one of those two games. Yeah, I agree. And uh, that dreaded Western road trip uh, each year that the Canadians uh, seem to experience. Yeah, and we'll, and it will be our first time, like like I said, that we'll see uh, Connor McDavid. We saw Jack Eichel yesterday, and I think he we were able to see his talent. And well, I think we should will be impressed as well from uh, Connor McDavid. Uh, one a tweet came in from Mo in regards to a loser of the week, and well, his loser of the week is John Gibbons, and he hashtag that no bunts. So, not a surprise that somebody from Toronto is is associated to uh, to loser of the week. Rick, thank you very much. Wow, this uh, the time went quickly. It was a great broadcast. Make sure that uh, that you stop by allhabs.net. We got a ton of fresh content uh, covering the Canadians. And if you want to uh, get in touch with me, tweet me on on, on uh, Twitter uh, or uh, visit our our Instagram account. Uh, just it's all Habs, uh, at all Habs. Thanks, Chris. Um, all right, thank you, Rick. Next week, it's October 31st, so I guess it'll be a Halloween edition of the Habs 360 podcast, and we'll also look back to Canadians, all four games against Canadian teams. Enjoy your week. I'm Chris Jett, Christian 1980. For the latest news on the Montreal Canadiens, follow us on Twitter at Habs360 and visit allhabs.net.